welcome to Rich Chang's Let's Square Theatre podcast. Uh, my guest this week is Dan Renton Skinner. It uh, is with great pleasure that I announce there are now more emergency question books available. Hopefully, by the time you're seeing this, the first edition is all sold out uh, and we've had to do a reprint. So go and buy these and your money will help to film uh, the podcast. If you're listening to these, don't worry, it's free. Yeah, there's 500 emergency questions there, lots of fun. Anyway, enough about me. Let's see something with Dan Skinner in it. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man who has just handled David Baddiel's laptop and is wishing he'd washed his hands before he came onto the stage. It's Richard Herring! Thank you very much. Hello. Oh, hello. Welcome uh, to Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre podcast. I was... Um, I was, oh, I was uh, making a sex tape with uh, Paris Hilton um, the other day, and she called it rehearsed, but that's what she is. I know that's going to catch on. Uh, yeah, David Baddiel from last week's podcast. He's, uh, he's left his, part, his laptop. He hasn't missed it in all this time. A week has passed. It's just been sitting, I mean, it just shows you can trust the people in London. It's been sitting on that stage for a week. Uh, so uh, I'm wondering if he might suddenly appear, remember what he's done, and appear. If you see David Baddiel coming in, shout, he's here, he's here. He's getting his laptop. Uh, so uh, if, you, uh, if you didn't come back, David, we've got your laptop. So that I don't, if you're listening to this podcast in August. <laughs> we got your laptop. Uh, we will release it for a fee. Uh, so... Um, yeah, it's, uh, let, let's have a look at who's in the, in the audience today. It's the usual suspects. Three empty seats here at the front. I always keep those empty, those three, just for emergencies. Uh, I'm going to talk to this gentleman. What, what's your name, sir? Andrew. Andrew, love to meet you. Uh, what do you do for a living? I'm a mental health social worker. You're a mental health social worker? Yes. <laughs> can't do any jokes about that. Can I have not that? I can't do anything. Can't do anything about that. How's it going? Have you helped anyone's mental health? Yeah, good. I'd like to think you've helped someone. Good. I would like that as well. Uh, you brought your patients along this evening. What's your name, madam? Patsy. Patsy. It's a nice name. What do you do for a living? You work in pathology. Fucking what a name. I wish, wish these three fuckers had turned up. <laughs> is pathology what Quincy does? Yeah. Is it after people are dead? Is that what it is? Biopsies, oh yeah, so people you cut people off, bits off people. I once had a biopsy on my penis. You ever done that one? Do you want to come back and try? <laughs> just in a medical capacity, just out of medical academic interest. Didn't have much to cut off and they cut me off. I don't like you, Patsy. What about you, sir? You're Dean, I know you, Dean, I've talked to you. I know Dean, Dean comes from America. He's, uh, he's a, a professor of uh, comedy. <laughs> so how are you having? Is this your? That's not your son. There, that's not your eight-year-old son. No, that's what confused me. Is, are you with Dean? No. Has he been all right during this? He he might be a mental stalker. I talked to him for like about two hours. He's pretending he's doing some academic research. On yeah. He looks normal, doesn't he? he? Looks quite normal. What you you on the other hand are not doing a very good job. And what's your name? Nick. What do you do for a living, Nick? You run a pub. That's, that's more like it. That's normal. <laughs> if old Al Murray was here now, he'd be having the time of his life with you. Do you not think you should smarten up a bit if you're running a pub? No, okay. Uh, 
then don't, don't put people off you be your uh, I do I'd be worried if you were pouring beer for me all your hairs go all your beard hairs going in it no they like it in your pub don't they where's your pub Carsholton where's that Beat, there's a beach, Carsholton Beaches. Yeah, okay. near Croydon. Yeah. Yeah, nice. You haven't come that far. It's been alright. Nice to meet you. Cut all that out. So uh, it's uh, <laughs> what a fucking disaster. A fucking disaster. Piece after piece. No, I've just, no, I've just talked to David through about nuclear energy. So I should have done. Oh, it is comedy game. It's not as easy as it looks. Even people, what do you believe in mental health? Fuck you! <laughs> Trying to do my job up here. Pretend to be so. Say I'm a clown or something. <laughs> in a bad mood now. So will you please welcome my uh, guest this week? Uh, you're not as good as last week's audience. I'm telling you that. The second row was fucking awesome last. Nice to see you, Kendi. Uh, it's. Um, it was a very interesting chat we had. I hope it all uh, turned up somewhere. Uh, <laughs> our guest this week, he's probably best known for being Morton Frog on the Pinky and Perky show revamp in 2008. That's why we're all here tonight. Will you please welcome Dan Skinner, ladies and gentlemen. Dan Skinner. Welcome. Sit down, pull up a chair, pull up a microphone. I'd forgotten I'd done that. Had you? Yeah. What was, was it? What was the character called? Morton Frog. Oh, I'm yeah, imagining Morton he was Frog, French yeah. or something. Was he yeah. French? No, he was. Uh, he was Indian. Oh, was he? Yeah. It's even more offensive than I imagined. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I won't do the accent. If you don't mind. Yeah. No, I can't remember who he was actually. No. Yeah, one of my first ever things. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. I don't remember. I loved Pinky and Perky when I was a kid. Yeah, the revamp was shit. Did they, <laughs> did they still do the, the high voice singing? The, the uh, do you know, I can't remember a thing no. about no. it. No. Yeah, Just so sorry. I'd love to have a few stories, but there's nothing. That's why. Move on. That's why I wanted the pink. I was mainly pinky and purple. Oh, really? Oh, right. Yeah. It's all of that. Well, crack mainly. on. Yeah, I'll see what I can <laughs> dig up. I'll make Who it up if I don't know the answers. Who do you prefer out of pinky and purple? Pinky. Yeah, pinky is yeah. the best one. He's I mean, carried Perky. Perky's nothing. Nothing. You're also uh, in. Yes. Uh, you're also in the, a bouncer in According to Bex. Yeah, Do you remember yeah, big that? time. Yeah, 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 big time. According to Bex. What was that one? That was. Uh, was that I think that was Jessica Hines's uh, sitcom. I'm pretty sure that Dan Tetzel from As It Occurs to Me wrote some of that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, was he? Oh, right. Yeah. And well, uh, he, he did, got did, a chair. Was that? Was that? Dan I think that might be Dan Tetzel. <laughs> right, Is it Dan lovely. Tetzel in? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, his fan club. Uh, it's he, a good show that was. It was a good, good show. show. It was a good, good show. show. Good it was show. a very good show. Um, good no, show. thanks for coming along. Um, and uh, yeah, well, thanks for having me. No, it's good. Oh, it's it's good. See, good. I was very yeah. interested in you know we probably people do know you from Shooting Stars and um, yeah things like that. But I was, I was I was um, I'm from Shooting Stars. Yeah, <laughs> not the original Shooting Star. No, uh, and uh, but you've done. I don't know like this when I do Shooting Stars. You don't. No. No, no, well, no. Well, you're a, you're a master of disguise. I'm a chameleon. You are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I play a character called Angelos Epithemiu, who um, who's a well, Ricky Gervais might describe as a mong. Um, <laughs> but he's... please do give some money to scope on your way out. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's not, though, no. so don't bother. Um, <laughs> uh, he's, um, he's just, you know, one of those guys you see at the bus stop. 
Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, depends which bus stop you're at. You probably won't see him in Highgate or Muswell Hill. But if you're wandering around the Wolverhampton area, then maybe. <laughs> and how long? No disrespect for anyone from there. <laughs> I think they, they get enough. They understand. They understand. Yeah. Um, well, where did this character was it a shooting created for shooting stars or did you? No, no. I, I um, I've been doing uh, I've been doing him for. Um, I don't know, seven or eight years before I, I was on Shooting Stars, and it was a character I met when I was doing a role play job. Right. Um, at a, let's call it a government building. <laughs> um, and he came in to do a job um, of some, of extraordinary responsibility. This bloke came in. If anyone has seen Angelos, you would know that he's, he's not remotely qualified to do this. <laughs> And, uh, and 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 it was my job to sort of role play with him to to find out you know if he had the necessary brains um, and uh, yeah so that's that's how I met him and right. he was extraordinary stuff he came out with and I sort of no noted it I sort of remembered it all and then did it as a sketch that night on stage right. yeah I nicked his personality right. in its entirety I really like the sort of chippiness when he when he doesn't understand something you what you know it's coming yeah, it's sort yeah, of coming yeah, was that was that in that first character when when no, he was challenged I, by something uh, yeah well he was very sort of you know although he didn't know what was going on he was really like you know really confident so yeah. you know it like it was like no no i am in the right here right, right? <laughs> everyone else is in the wrong okay <laughs> so you know he didn't give a shit <laughs> so it's like that's a, that's cool you know yeah. so he's looking like he did yeah you know? so it was it was uh, it was a, it was a really like perfect person yeah so I thought, I'll nick you. Did he get the job? No. No, 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 no. no I hope not. I mean, he may have done, <laughs> have done but I don't think so. To you. But, yeah. Anyway. So how did that get to be... How did that get to the point where you were, were working with... Uh, yeah, that's strange, isn't it? It's quite a, quite a leap. Um, well, I, I used to... Because I, I did it as a sketch show and then uh, as, a, as part of a sketch group. And then I went out onto... Um, on, onto the stand-up circuit. I thought I didn't have anything else to do. I was just, like... I was doing um, bits and pieces in sitcoms and, you know, and and other sort of sketch shows and stuff. And there was these sort of character nights popped up all over London. And I thought, well, I'll just do Angelos. And I, and I, and I went out onto the stage and I didn't have any material. And I would just talk to the audience as Angelos. Um, and, then I, then, and then I'd go home. And think, yeah, it was nice. Um, and I did that for ages and ages and ages and really didn't think it was going anywhere. And, but I was enjoying myself, <laughs> and they seemed to like they seemed to like it. Um, and then I um, and then I was doing Armstrong and Miller, um, the sketch show with um, Lucy Montgomery. Yeah. And uh, she said, you know who? I, and I kept putting sort of notes under her dressing room door, like as Angelos in childish writing, saying, "We need to talk." <laughs> right. And. And she said, Bob Mortimer would really love that character. And yeah. I went, okay. So I sat on the end of my bed with my video camera and I, and I turned it on and I, and I just talked to the camera and I went, now listen, Mortimer, for God's sake, it's about time you gave me a job, isn't it? Um, and I just talked to him down the camera as if he knew who I was. I said, I can do whatever you want. I can shift stuff from here and put it over there and then put that stuff back there. And I can do all that stuff. <laughs> and I popped that tape in a bag, <laughs> and then I got a napkin and a pencil, and I scrawled a really like, <laughs> you know, one of a kidnapper's note on it, yeah. and and I 
bung that in the in an envelope and scrawled all over that and sent it off. And I thought, oh, that's fun. And then, <laughs> and then like a couple of weeks later, he rang me up, right. Mortimer. Well, it was Lisa Clark rang me up and said, Bob's seen your tape. You must understand we get a lot of weirdos through our door. Uh, who are you? And I... Um, you know, I said, "Yeah, I'm doing." Is that's who he is? Yeah. And then, um, and then he said, "All right, I'll come and see you do a gig." And he came down to Brighton to see me do a like three-hour gig, and he sat right in the front row, right there. And it was a tiny little venue, and I and I did this really long, uh, really the three and ten. I think you know, yeah, yeah, with me yeah. and David used to do it, um, and he was just sat there staring at me for the whole gig like that, <laughs> right up at me, not intimidating at all. Um, and then afterwards, and he said, right, come and, come and muck around in the room with me and, uh, me and Jim. Come and rehearse, because we're putting Shooting Stars back together. I said, oh, I'll do that then. Um, and then I turn up and at this rehearsal room. Matt Lucas is there, and Ulrika Johnson is there, and Vic and Bob, and Jack D. And I hadn't worked with any of these people before. And, and Bob came up. To, Bob's quite frank and candid sometimes. And he just came up to me and says, Dan, it's going to be really tough for you because we all know each other and you don't know any of us. <laughs> You're just going to have to chip in. And I went, thanks, Bob. He said, no, but I'm just, you know, I will be shit, but, you know, it's, that's what it will be like on the night, you know. I went, oh, fucking hell, all right. Um, so I put my gear on and smacked my hair down and, um, and, I, and I sat there and, and then... I thought, oh God, if I don't say something, I'm just going to stay here. I'm not going to be able to, you know, I'll just freeze. And so they're all chatting away because they knew each other. And I, and I just chimed in and I said, look, have we started this yet? Because I've got to go. I haven't, I haven't got time for this. And then they're all like, who are you? And I just carried on from there. And then yeah. Bob said, well, you'd come and do the show. Brilliant. I mean, yeah. sort of, that's the kind no, of amazing. No, it's quite strange. I do appreciate it. It's like, like an unusual way in. Well, I like, I like, Vic and Bob have both been on this show, and I really like them both. I really love Bob Mortimer yeah, so much. Yeah, he's, he's funny. I mean, man. not that I don't love Vic as well, but there's, he's so naturally funny, Bob, and, so, and yeah. seems like a really nice guy. Yeah, he's lovely. And that's the same, yeah. you know, to, to take that chance. Oh, well, that's they the seem thing. to do that with a lot of people. I think, you know, they do discover quite a lot of yeah, people. Yeah, and I think Bob is particularly good at that. He's like, he's, he does, you know, he sends the lift back down. It, you know that yeah. phrase and, and he'll, he'll always sort of find someone and go yeah that's really interesting and he'll give you you know if he likes you and then Jim likes you they'll, they'll stick you they'll just go yeah we want you to do that yeah. and they don't care if the, what the BBC say I mean all the way through the first year of Shooting Stars I was just sort of going please don't get fired please don't get fired after every episode I just yeah. thought someone from the BBC was going to just go thank you off you go yeah. you know because I was just like being like this you know <laughs> they don't like that on telly um, and and they didn't fire me, and yeah, it just it went yeah. on and on. It was it that's something that's the, the astonishing thing about it. I think is just that TV has become such a you know closed shop, and a lot of yeah. people getting in in a certain route. So it's really funny to hear someone getting yeah, in by sending yeah. a tape in a bag. That I know is, it's very really quite unusual, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I do not appreciate that. You weren't doing that. stuff beforehand, but you know, but it's still it's, that's yeah. But that big, was like, but it was because everyone said to me, "Oh bloody hell, that was like really brave of you to do that." And, and I was like, "No, not really." You know, it's just a, it's a, it was fun. It was it was a silly thing to do, and 
And I didn't, you know, I I, I thought it'd be fun. I thought it'd be all right. Yeah, it went okay. And it's quite a high state. It's an interesting character because it's quite, a, you know, there is an element of that. Is this a is this acceptable? Yes. Yeah. But it's also quite a high status character. Weirdly. Yeah. Well, I think that's the thing. I think if he was like, um, I think if he was a victim of any sort, yeah. then it would be, you know, it would be a bit, it would be a bit. I wouldn't feel comfortable doing it. But because he's like quite on the front foot and he's yeah. quite prepared to give you his opinion. Um, albeit, you know, uh, dodgy as it might be, yeah. then I think that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> people don't seem to... People have never accused me of anything like that. No. Yeah. No. Well, I have no. no I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no. Um, and you, well, you sort of started out in... Uh, ske- you, did, well, you did very successfully with sketch comedy straight away, although you were in a sketch group before you won the uh, nominate for the Perry Award called The Benders. I don't yeah, remember the Yeah, it was the Benders. You've done your research. Yeah, yeah. yeah Why were you I called was. The Benders? Yeah, well, the, I don't know. <laughs> I, actually, I do know. I do know. It was um, uh, like Wimpy. You know Wimpy? Mm-hmm. The burger bar. They used to do... Um, I, didn't, I didn't come up with this. Um, they used to do a sausage they in did. a bun called a Bender they in did. a bun. <laughs> you know. It was a frankfurter that, you could, that went all the way round... And it had little cuts in it like that, and then it was in a bun, and they called it a bender in a bun, only because the sausage was bent all the way around. So we decided to call ourselves the benders. Bit of nostalgia, retro. I didn't decide that. I, I, th- I just went along with it. <laughs> yeah. I love the name. Well, it looked like uh, Rob Llewellyn on the, his. His first uh, sketch group was called the Joeys, which, yeah. but I think, yeah, but I think well, yeah, but I don't uh, think it was because of that. Oh, but, okay, but right. Maybe okay. it was. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, but the, I love those. There's funny, loads of weird. Well, you got to come with funny. So you're in Dutch. Dutch Elm Conservatoire was the next yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> which is another name. It was isn't it? Another, another name. <laughs> Although I can't remember the. I think that was just drunk in the pub. Yeah. That one. Yeah. And it was like there was five of us in that, so I think we each came up with a word each. The Dutch Elm Conservatoire. Yeah. It's. Something like that. I mean, it's a pretty impressive lineup of people in that sketch. Yeah, you know, yeah. Really, have gone yeah. on to be. Yeah, it's, it was all right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Rufus, Rufus Jones, Jim Field. He was, a, he was an actor in Hunderby and um, Camping, and uh, he played Terry Jones in that Monty Python yeah, thing very well. Yeah, yeah. And Jim he's in Field's that advert where the he's, he's, yeah, you might know him best for the James Reed advert for when he rides along as a knight and uh, employment people. Um, and that's what he's best known that's for. That's what he's best known for. And he'll be thrilled to bits when he hears this. That's his best work. Yeah, it's his best work. Um, and what's it, when Jim Field Smith, who's, who's a, now a director, who's directed uh, Hollywood films, and Jordan Long, who's an actor, and Stephen Evans, who's also an actor. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you try and get into the, film, the Hollywood films? Is it, have you managed to... Who, me? For, for Jim's, has Jim cast you in anything? I went for an audition with Jim the other yeah. day, yeah. I did. Didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a good mate of mine. Yeah. <laughs> really good mate of mine. I, I, yeah. I mean, I was going to go into the details of why I didn't get it, but you, you're not interested. No, but you do you do a lot of that. I, I met you when you auditioned uh, for. Oh yeah, for you, which I didn't. You get. didn't get that. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and uh, <laughs> if you put a tape in a bag, mate, I'd have fucking put. Yeah, you know, no, exactly. That's all you need to do. Yeah, tape well, in a bag. You know, remember the I thing. thought you might want to meet me, but no, no, it, no, no, no it turns out that wouldn't that didn't work. What a shame. No, you're very good. Uh, thank you very much. <laughs> you didn't you have get to it, say though. that though. Yeah, but you weren't very good. But it couldn't have been that good. But no, but I think that's amazing. I've been on both sides of auditions, and I don't really. 
really, I don't do very well in getting auditions myself. Oh. I get occasional things. But it's such a weird process yeah, it is. on both sides. Yeah. Because it's you, very you, you forced don't, and awkward yeah, yeah. and strange. And, and so often, and I think about this all the time with things like, you know, the decision you make about who gets to be in something. How do you make so that decision? It's really difficult. And sometimes it generally comes down to being, um, you know, between two people and you can't decide. In my more, case, is that what it that was? That was more or less what happened. More or less. Yeah. <laughs> Not quite. I think in the end, you were very, you were, you did a very powerful audition. A very lot people, powerful. A lot of people did very bad auditions. You did a very good audition, and the reason you didn't get it was because the age. Was, it was age. Age, yeah. It comes you, out of age. It was the, the the actor, actress, actor, female actor we wanted. Oh, you wanted you a woman. Would, we wanted a woman. And I can't compete with that, Richard. No. <laughs> <laughs> you came close. Yeah. Um, you were going to be her boyfriend, but we felt it was too. Dis- no, a man being she thirteen or young. fourteen years older than his partner—that is just disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> But no doubt people it will on stay television in. will not will not uh, go for that. But so no, but, you, but it's it's you sort of think that if something like The Office, which yeah. you're, you're obviously in, but if those main characters those main characters in The Office, you know, if that came down to someone Ricky Gervais going, oh, should we have mm. Mackenzie Crook or that mm. guy? Mm. Oh, let's go with Mackenzie Crook. I think he knew Mackenzie Crook, so it's probably not a good example. But that life-changing decision, well, yeah, especially for Tim from The Office, the main one from The Office. <laughs> That was an. If he yeah. Are you up for that? No. <laughs> okay. If he hadn't got that part, you know, but getting that part is what's propelled him into everything else he's done. Tim yeah, Martin Freeman. Tim from The Office. And he's in. Tim, he does Tim from The Office in The Hobbit. He does, he does that Tim in Fargo. from The Office in Sherlock. <laughs> Tim from The Office in Fargo. In Fargo, he does you know, Tim from The Office. He does. He's yeah. doing an advert now. He does it. Do he does it in Lord of the Rings. One, yeah. the, Hobbit. the Hobbit. The Hobbit. Yeah. Tim from The Office. Yeah. Tim from The Hobbit. And. You know, so that decision, I'm not saying you wouldn't have made it anyway, but I think that decision, and you end up being, they don't know that it's going to get on to be a massive hit, and no. it goes on to be a massive hit, and then everyone in it gets becoming everything else. Well, I hope yours goes on to be a yeah, massive hit. Yeah, me too. Hit, Richard. And then you can And then I'll be really pissed off. <laughs> yeah. There may, be, there may be other roles, Stan. There may be other roles in it if it should go to screen. Um, and, uh, but you, <laughs> but you, if it should, it's a big, it's a big if. Never know. Um, you never know your luck. Never know. But you have done lots of... Uh, a lot of hoops to jump through, though, isn't there, though, those things. Lot there of, there's a lot of there's hoops. There's a lot to, of hoops. It, no, it's a very difficult process. I it's do know It's a fucking that. pain in the ass. I know, it's horrible. That's why I just make my own things. No, it's not. This is the right place easy. to be. You can control this environment. <laughs> yeah. Up to a point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, no, I mean, well, I'm, I'm interested in all you, because you've done lots... Of, it's, it's interesting to see a comedian doing... You've done quite... Serious yeah. films, or you've you're in High Rise. Yeah, yeah. Have you watched that? I haven't seen no. it, but I've seen well, bits. Serious of it. film, it's bonkers. Yeah, it's crazy. It's um, it's just it's uh, based on the J.G. Ballard novel um, of the same name, and it's a dystopian uh, future set in a high rise block, yeah. um, where the landed gentry live at the top, and the sort of lower middle class, upper middle class, uh, are at the bottom, and they. The, the, the building sort of breaks down they start having running battles and pitch running battles and um, and it's Ben Wheatley so there's loads of sex and well it's Ballard and Wheatley which is the, 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 you know a good combination there's loads of sex and there's loads of uh, violence and death and uh, explosions and and filth and yeah. scum. Yeah, but it's it was it was great fun to yeah, do. Yeah, well, he's an amazing yeah. director to work with. He's awesome. Oh man, he's he was just brilliant. Really? Yeah, yeah. And, and he had um, the reason I was doing that was because he had directed. Had you sent a tape in a bag? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I sent a bag. Yeah. No, he directed. Um, 
a load of the Vic and Bob sketches for mm. Shooting Stars. Yeah, that was Ben that did that. And, um, and I met him doing that, and then he just, right. he just said, come in and audition for this role. Right. And my performance was obviously powerful enough for him. It <laughs> <laughs> wasn't enough for you. Um, yeah, it was too it, powerful. Too for powerful us. for too you, scary. exactly. Too, yeah, too no, I, I can imagine. Yeah, um, <laughs> and yeah, no, and, and that was great. Yeah, that was good fun. Yeah, that was with like Jeremy Irons and Tom Hiddleston, and yeah, uh, there was low Elizabeth Moss. Um, no, it's amazing. Like Tom Hiddleston takes his top off; he looks quite good. Yeah, yeah, he does, he look, does look, look very good. good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks I for bringing that, that up. Yeah. <laughs> do you take your top off in it? Yeah, I do actually. Yeah. yeah. I look really good. <laughs> Not as good as him. He's skinny though. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of nakedness in that. Yeah. If that's your thing. I do well, I sort of quite I thought when I first saw Tom Hiddleston, I first saw him in um, that when he was playing Lockie or whatever he is. Oh, it? what in the in the, the is that him in it? superhero. Yeah. I just Thor. thought I just thought he was shit. Did you? Yeah, I just thought that act is terrible. He'll never work again. Yeah, well, I was wrong. <laughs> you've got a good eye, Richard. <laughs> You're in the right game. And uh, I, um, I saw so you've done loads of films. You did Preven films. Revenge. I did. I, that, did I, I did do Revenge, and and which I, I watched the other day. Have you seen? I it? haven't seen. It. No, no, but that's not unusual. No. But I, I should. Have, I I haven't. Yeah, I haven't got it's really it's, 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 it, like? it is worth watching. It's I love I love Alice Lowe. She's um, it's she's actually was seven or eight months pregnant when she was yeah. directing and starring in this film. Yeah, about it's sort of about her baby she, taking over and yeah, uh, just sort of you know, telling her, guiding her to uh, kill lots of people. Yeah, yeah, essentially. And you don't quite know why she's doing it, and then you find out why she's doing it. But it's but you you're right at the start of the film. I'm, right, I'm playing, the first guy that dies, and you're playing quite a sleazy man. It's quite a so sleazy, you think she's, man. you think she's yeah. killing. <laughs> It's the kind of role I would usually get of a basically yeah. a wanking man in a, in a spider well, shop. Let, let's, uh, <laughs> to be fair, I wasn't wanking in the shop. I just, you know. I would have added that to the role. Yeah. Like I said, Alice. Well, I, I, could, I could have done what I like, but I chose not to wank in it. So, up against the reptile house. Um, when they, get, when they asked me to do that, they said, um, we've got this film, do you want to be in it? I went, yes. Um, and they hadn't finished the script, mm. so they just gave me the scene. And then after the, it was right at the beginning of the film. And then he said, uh, "You can, you can just do what you like." Right. So I just <laughs> improvised lots of sleazy. I, I was wondering about the yeah, yeah, double entendres. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I don't know how it's come out. It's good. Uh, uh, thank you're, you. You're very. You and Tom yes. Davis is in as well. And Tom Davis. There's lots of very memorable mm. uh, performances in of <laughs> horrible men being yeah. being taken revenge on deserving to die, and Why the not? occasional woman. Mm. Um, but yeah, so it's good. Yeah. You should watch it. You I will. Watch I will. It. Yeah, you well, should watch it. It's nice to see a British film, British comedy film, and it's not. I mean, it's it's horror, really. It's quite much more gory than I thought it. Yeah, would there's be. a there's a new like um, there's a sort of new genre like appearing, which is like comedy horror. Yeah, I think Ben has um, Ben Wheatley's sort of you know being a trailblazer in that, like making really tense uh, cinematic films, but using comedians and then pierce you know just punctuating the tension and the drama with really funny bits yeah. you know and, and whether that's a horrific killing or someone saying something inappropriate at the, at the right moment yeah and and now yeah and and um, Alice has come in sort of behind that and because she did sightseers with Ben yeah, as well and, and, and Steve that's a good film and um, and there's another one I've just done called the ghoul um, that was written and produced and directed by a guy called Gareth Tunley, who'd also worked with Ben 
Ben right. Wheatley. So that's coming out in August. <laughs> <laughs> that's just about now. That's normal. Is oh, yeah, it's about now. August yeah. is just yeah. about now. Around the corner. Uh, and I'll talk about that. You've worked with uh, TV's Emma Kennedy as well. I have, yeah. You've played... On her show called The Kennedys. Yes. Yeah, based and on you played her life. Emma her Kennedy's dad, dad who yeah. I know. Do you? Yeah, did you meet Did you meet yeah, Tony? Tony? Yeah, Tony, yeah. Great. Yeah, yeah, lovely man. Yeah. He's a great guy. Yeah, very nice. Very nice guy. It was very... Um, it was a very emotional time for them making that because when we made the pilot, um, Emma's mum had not long passed away. Yeah. Um, so that was, and, and her dad was on set um, while we were filming a particular scene that had actually happened. Yeah. So it was all very strange, you know, and, and we were in the middle of filming this and we just heard her dad who'd been watching the monitor crying downstairs. He just broke down just because this, this scene was just. Like, you know, it was one of their sort of favourite family moments, you know? And they were, he was watching it being depicted on, on, on screen. So that was quite, um, I don't know, what the, emotional, yeah, it was yeah. quite emotional. Um, yeah, and then, and then we did the series. Yeah. <laughs> it must be odd to, like, have you done that before? You've played someone and then you've, they're on the set watching? No, I've never done that before. It's sort of quite intimidating. Obviously, me and Tony don't look anything like <laughs> each other he's quite short lad he is, yeah. and uh, and I'm I'm not um, and yeah so it, it was it was quite it was quite bizarre but he was lovely he couldn't have been nicer yeah. and Emma's Emma's a lovely was Emma nice to work with yeah she was yeah no honestly she was honestly she couldn't have been nicer um, she didn't put me in that you know and that is why did you I ask her? She, well did I, you I would never ask but I, you know I just would assume that you would have gone in that I should have got yeah a, no a I agree yeah, you should have you should have done I can do a Hello, you've known hello I'm from Wales hello and it's me Tony Kennedy yeah. let's jump in the car yeah well you just answered yeah. your own question <laughs> <laughs> perfect isn't it too good, that's the thing. Yeah, too, yeah, too good. That was too, too good. Powerful. Yeah, too powerful. That's right. It was just yeah, me and you down the, down the last two. <laughs> All right, I'll ask you this emergency question. Okay, two, from three, the three, book of emergency questions. Yeah. If you had to be anally violated by a popular chocolate bar, on, if you yes. had to be, <laughs> which yeah. chocolate bar would you like to have inserted in your anus? If Probably, it had to happen. If it had to, well, gun to the head time. Yeah. <laughs> Probably but you can choose. It's gone to head, but any... But anything, in anything the, on, on the, the counter. Yeah, you can put up there. Oh, well, that's a difficult choice. It is. But it would probably have to be a fudge. Yeah. You know? Just the one that right. small... Yeah, well, it's not too big, packed. and it's, you know, it'd do the job, I suspect. <laughs> um, whatever you, it is, the job that you... Would would, you what, what, I mean, would you be worried about the fudge becoming lost? I would, worry, I would worry on a hot day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But it's quite small, and it could... It would have to be the middle of winter when we did this. If it was pushed far enough... Too far? Yeah, it could get stuck in there, couldn't it? Well, it could do, yeah, Yeah. but that's the same with any of the bars. (laughs) But if you... What if you went for a a family bar of Galaxy, then you'd you'd struggle with that. I mean, I would struggle with it. I don't know how you'd get on. Not like I put right. loads of chocolates up my bum, and that's no, why I thought I you'd have researched everything else meticulously. <laughs> so I thought perhaps you'd have, you know, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. If I'm honest with you, I don't know. But I'd say it, fudge. Fudge. What would if, you do? Um, George Sound Guy wants um, a. Uh, Is this true? It wants, when he was asked backstage yeah. in that thing we do backstage, oh, yeah. he said like a toe blown you get in an airport. <laughs> that is. <laughs> 
Yeah. It's a big October on So it's, people are very different. I would. Blimey, man. No I don't know. I think we'd have to, I would go for. I think I'd have to go for a chocolate bar that I don't particularly like. Why? Well, you because put your I, feet in it for life. I, you know, I, I would even. Though I'm not going to eat it afterwards. Obviously, I'm not, <laughs> not weird. Uh, but I wouldn't like no. to think of you know, like a twirl. I love a twirl, mm. and I wouldn't like to desecrate the twirl in you that use way. Both of them, but or just one of them. Well, I wouldn't do it because I love the twirl. Oh right, okay, yeah. But I you would, would say you like a Twix. I'd, I'd put a bound a Twix. I don't mind. I, would, I don't really like Twixes. I don't mind them. No one likes Twixes. No. No one loves them. No one hates them. So Twix would be a good choice. Mm. One after the other. But then the one after the other, yeah. not both at the same yeah, no, time. Definitely one, no, one at a time. The... But then the top one's definitely. Yeah, but once stuck. you once you've already put one in, why yeah. bother with the second? <laughs> you know what it does. Yeah. Let's you see how far we can happen. If you get enough Twixes, you can yeah. see if you can see get the first one to come out your mouth again. Yeah. yeah, that's the beauty of the Twix. I think I go for a bounty. But you could do that with any chocolate bar, though. I mean, no, it, not it, any, because just... I don't think many of them would. Because the biscuit base of the twig. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I don't think many of them would it's retain good and the solid. Solidity. Yeah, no, it's good. So I think you could, it could be like a chain of twixes yeah, yeah. traversing your intestines up through All your stomach. All the way up there into your gut. No, but I, I, put a, I don't like bounties. I don't think bounties should be allowed to exist. Okay. Uh, I put a dark Why? chocolate bounty in. I just don't like that fake coconut, coconut stuff in the middle. I like coconuts, but I don't like desiccated. Fake sweet coconut. Yeah. yeah. Right. And I don't think it me, should me be. Me neither. I don't think it should be allowed. I don't, I don't think know people who, buys who like them should be sent to prison. What about Turkish Delights? I don't mind Turkish Delights. Okay, great. There's one. <laughs> I don't know if I'd want to put it... I mean, that would no, be a challenge. No, that's like that, isn't it? Oh, you <laughs> really have to be a professional. Even George is wincing at the idea of uh, <laughs> Turkish Delight. Yeah. Okay, well, that's a bit uh, scatological, so we'll move on to something else. Well. Uh, if you had to do a human centipede with two other people... <laughs> if you had to... You had gone to, to the end. Yeah. And you are in the middle. Right. What two so, people so, would you so like? Where does, the, where does my head have to go? Your, your mouth would be attached to the anus of the person in front of you, and your anus would be attached to the mouth of the person oh, behind you. Man alive. Um, so I've got, to, I've got to stick my head in yeah, there. Yeah, traditionally, uh, people traditionally, to, yeah. traditionally, people would choose someone at the front who they wouldn't mind eating oh, yeah, the shit Oh, yeah, 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 that's okay. And, and someone at the back who they would like to shit the shit of themselves and oh. the person in front of them into the mouth of. Okay. I mean, the back position is definitely the worst. Do you ask these, this right? one a lot, this question? Yeah, I do. This is a real popular one. Yeah. This, yeah, okay. No, yeah. obviously. And um, you can tell. This, right, so uh, if I had to... Um, Let's let's think now. Um, who would be up for that? That's what you got to think. <laughs> they definitely have to be up for That's it. I was just going to go they're through the forced, phone book and see They're being who, forced by a mad scientist. Who, who wouldn't mind doing that? Um, I think someone off of uh, someone from Hollywood uh, in the front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you always think of the contacts. Yeah, I'm just yeah. trying to think of someone I've worked with who think maybe maybe <laughs> they wouldn't mind doing this. Um, I don't know. Uh, let's, let, let, in the front, it's um, a good question. It's a I'm really, going to no, wait until there's good, an answer. I'm not going to move on. No, 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 good, good, good. I don't want you answer to. Answer the question. I'm going to answer don't the question. Don't be like Theresa May. Probably someone like, um, I said Judy Garland up the front. <laughs> <laughs> she would have known. Probably, that, that's to. the first person that speaks to my mind. You know? I mean, I'm surprised it took so long for you to conjure yeah, that up. Exactly. That's pretty much everyone. I'm like just going through my, uh, my, my phone book yeah. and I got to G <laughs> yeah. and I think Judy Garland would be, <laughs> would be fine. No one knows how she'd react in that position. I think that's, that's, you know, that's something we need to bear in mind. And then up the other end, 
let's let's stay in that era. <laughs> I think probably Sammy Davis Jr. <laughs> <laughs> That's the new rap pack, right there. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy with that. Yeah. Although, you know, I, I, don't, I think Sammy would be into it. I don't yeah. think it would be, it's not something that I would do as a, you know, as a punishment. No. I think he'd, he'd be you like, yeah, like come it, yeah. on, I'd be ready. And I could come up behind with a load of Twixes. <laughs> through, right yeah, through, right yeah, through. Yeah, right through the, right Tune through everyone. Up. Come out of the front. Then, Man, that's good. Yeah. Eat the Twixes out of Judy Garland's mouth. Mate. <laughs> Yeah. That's a new level to the yeah. the human centipede yeah, that even the mad professor who does the human centipede did not think of. That is why I'm sitting here and he's probably in prison by now. <laughs> or making the human centipede four. I don't know of which it is the answer. Um, Fun question. One of my questions is, which I know the answer to, is have you ever been on Sunday brunch? That is one of my oh, yeah, new have, questions. Yeah. yeah, how was it? How did how it go you for know you? Because uh, I, I looked at your IMDb oh, right, page, okay. so I know oh, everything about there? you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've been on there. I yeah, went on with Angelos, though. Did you so, know his character? Know, yeah, so it's, but the whole it's easier. Thing. Yeah, I find, it's, I, do do, I find it's so much easier to really? do that stuff, yeah, in character, because you can just say what you like, yeah. and chip in and ignore people and talk over the top of other people. No, no one can say anything <laughs> when you look like that, because if, 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 the, if, the, if they try and confront you, you just go, yeah, what? You know, like a, like a football hooligan, and then they just back away. You know, you can sort of own the program. Yeah, yeah. Well, I had to, did have to cook a, a, a sponge pudding uh, as, as Angelos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's really good. Yeah, how it came you out approach well. that? Well, I just got the sponge, stuck <laughs> it, it in a bowl, bung some other muck in there, and it come out yeah. nice, and I ate it. <laughs> Who coped better with Angelos, Tim Lovejoy or Simon Rimmer, which was the more, or was someone else guest hosting? Rimmer's more? a bit... Um, you know, like, yeah, I know what's going on. This is really funny. Yeah, um, but um, I don't really get it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Lovejoy is more like these guys, so great. You know. Anyway, guys, I know we're all hungover. Uh, I kind of love it. Do you love I think it? It's, well, no, because I think it because it's sort of terrible and amazing at the same time, I and hope... it's sort of surreal being in it because they. Two or three. I've been on it three or four times. Oh, have you? Oh, sorry. I just go for the food now. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I'll go, I'll go, last time I went on, got like um, there was some amazing stuff. I didn't think you were allowed to eat any of the you stuff know, you on get the table. The whole fucking lot of it down, you mate. That's why. And I tried to say as little as possible. I tried to say as little as possible and eat as much as possible. Yeah, there was fried chicken. It was fucking awesome. What are you doing awesome. next, Richard? <laughs> writing a book. <laughs> Shut up. And then we had uh, we had like. Uh, did you have to do any cooking? Had loads of whiskeys. I did have to cook. Yeah, I don't drink now, so I can't. Oh, do you not? No, it's a shame. Mm, it's the best thing. It's you go, o'clock, ten o'clock in the morning. You just have the whiskey. I like get you about twelve o'clock. You get on the drinks, and you just have a couple of them, and it's enough. <laughs> there was martinis one time. It's just enough to get you through the afternoon. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh. yeah. For falling and then asleep it was, after and lunch. Then it was like, uh, um, I just thought if you'd, if you'd done that, if I had gone and had a sort of whiskey at eleven o'clock in the morning on yeah. Sunday brunch, I'd be out of there straight in the pub. Yeah. Just like. Finishing that off. Oh, so I it? wouldn't. I, it's enough for me. No, yeah. I don't. I like drinking. I used to drink a lot. Yeah. But I, I kind I. of like to get like two drinks and then and then stop. that's enough. But in the afternoon, in the, if you drink in the afternoon, then I don't get hungover. That's the good thing about oh, drinking right. in the afternoon. Okay, so I really you, like you drinking. Sleep on, it off. Yeah, I like drinking on my own. That's why your wife puts the baby yeah. to bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I like, I get home at night after a gig and mm. I sit in the basement and I drink two whiskeys on my own. Yeah, good man. Yeah. <laughs> and I think... If I could, I would. And I think, yeah. this is the life. This is the business. I don't want anyone else around. Yeah. My wife's asleep, my baby's asleep. I just sit here. Ah, oh, it's the fucking... I don't know why I spent so many times in pubs with other people. Yeah, well, well you when know, you who could needs just drink them? alone. Yeah, <laughs> just drink exactly. alone when in you a discover basement. that, yeah. it's a business. Eat it? some yeah. pickled onions. Oh, man. You play a lot of snooker on your own. I well, do yeah. play snooker. Yeah. 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 There are a lot of things down there on my own in that basement yeah. now, okay. now I'm married. Yeah, yeah old yes. human centipede <laughs> going on down there. Oh dear! But you, you so I didn't know. So you give given up drink because you like drink. You like drinking too much. Yeah, you I enjoy drinking yeah. too much. I haven't drunk for fourteen years. Oh really? Yeah. Do you want to? Yeah, would mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I drank half a bottle of um, Cobra beer the other day. Oh right. Yeah, thinking it was non-alcoholic beer, oh. and I just slugged it back. I was like, oh my god! And then my immediate thought after fourteen years was, well, I might as well finish it. <laughs> 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 And then I thought, well, no, I better not. So yeah. Chuck it down the sink. Oh, well, that's amazing. Did yeah. You well, it's Stuart, it now. Stuart Lee once, uh, Owen O'Neill uh, did a brilliant show about um, being an alcoholic and giving up alcohol. And Stuart, <laughs> Stuart had seen the show. Uh, and they were in a bar going, what do you want, do you want? Gin, just tonic. Owen said, tonic water, tonic water. And Stuart got him a gin and tonic. <laughs> well, I mean, and he just went, yeah. went, this is gin in this. Yeah. <laughs> do you not see my fucking show? <laughs> <laughs> So I wonder how many people have been turned back from the yeah, yeah. many years by because like, right well, I always think it must be difficult because like especially in show business initially it was but but also but everywhere you go but even if you go to a nice hotel or something they go here's a bottle of champagne you know well, I mean do you have to warn them ahead of time yeah I warn them because if they show booze to me I have to drink all of it <laughs> <laughs> no it, it it was like when I first because I stopped drinking just before I started doing all this stuff right. And um, the hardest thing was Edinburgh Festival because yeah. uh, that's like basically being at a student union for a month in August, and people were just getting smashed, and everyone's anxious and scared, and you know, and elated, and they're all drinking, and I was just sort of sat there like that, <laughs> just like <laughs> clinging on, you know. Um, it was it was horrible actually. Yeah, yeah I never enjoyed any of the Edinburghs. Because because of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was it was not very nice. Well, I've given up drinking a few times. Have you? Yeah, and I just but like not just because I wanted to lose weight or whatever. And I did. Yeah. A, I've done a couple of Edinburghs without drinking. It's a very weird. It's, yeah, you just end up going back to your flat yeah, yeah. and just sort of. But I think the, the older you, the older you get, the more that's you know. Again, I'm just oh, this Edinburgh. I'm going to be just going. Oh great, done the show. Yeah, go, go home. back. Home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah. A, it's a different experience. Yeah, but it's, yeah. But then I think just, that's interesting. Well, I saw also because you know when you first go there, you, you're. You know, you feel under so much pressure. You think, I've got, I'm here for a month and I've got to meet everybody. I've got to make sure everyone knows who I am and yeah. all that stuff, you know. Um, and it's, it, you just feel, it just, everything is so heightened and, and it's, not, it's not a normal place to be, no. you know, as a, as a performer or anyone, you no. know, being in amongst all that stuff. It is, you uh, love it, though, don't you? Well, I, mean, I you sort of did year. and then I, di I did and I didn't. Well, in fact, I didn't and then I did and then I didn't really. Mm. So I, 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 for a lot of the time, I didn't enjoy it at all. Really? I find it's, the pressure of it's too much. Yeah. Um, you know, you're you're hoping for stuff that's not probably going to happen, but also just all that maelstrom of you know you're working with different people and 
when it's going up as students, you know, it's just like 30 people all sleeping in the same, yeah, on the yeah, floor of the same room. It's just crazy. It's sort of fun. But, but when you're crazy. students, that's fine. It's fun, it? it's but then you still have those emotional... 50. Yeah, when you're 15 doing that. It's not so good. But, you know, I was lying on the floor and Stuart Lee trying to wank me off with the ventriloquist <laughs> dummy, and that's, you know... I remember you talking about yeah, that. Yeah, everything. I meant to ask you about everything. that. Everything. <laughs> yeah. That's the fact of my life. Yeah. Thinking about I should have mentioned that to David Baddiel last week. That was yeah, the... last week. That was the thing that... Has he come back for his computer yet? <laughs> I'm going to have to get yeah. that to him. It's annoying. Yeah. Wish he'd never come on, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> I'd enjoyed it till then. I know. It's, 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 would you, yeah. would you, have you, is that, are those days behind going to Edinburgh now? Or do you still, are you, are you working with Barry from Watford? Yeah, sorry. working with Barry from Watford. So you do a radio show? We do a podcast. Podcast. Yeah. Um, and it's, uh, and from that we, we, we now, we've written a live show and we're touring that at the moment. We, we've done, um, we did the, the Soho Theatre for a couple of weeks right. and we toured and we've done all the festivals. Um, and then we're going to go on tour again. We're doing Latitude Festival. Oh, are you? Yeah, yeah. are you doing that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not looking forward to it. Oh, it's, that. it's a really fun Is one. It? I like Latitude, I, but I, yeah. I, the performing at those festivals are often like, it's you know. It's quite good. So I've always, so far... And this is going out after this has happened, so... It was it. So far, it's always yeah. been really good. Because it's, it's the comedy tent's set up and people go to the comedy tent. And then, right. you know, so it's not... Sometimes you go to those things... I think we're music. in the cabaret tent. Oh, well, I think that's good as well. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So do you work... Is it a double act or are you doing... Double two? act. Yeah. yeah. Double act. It's a, it's, a, it's a weird little show where um, Barry has uh, formed a cult... Right. And uh, to, to get to, to basically to make money, and he roped Angelos in to be his disciple, <laughs> and I come out and that's it for an hour. Really, <laughs> I've sold it brilliantly. But please come, <laughs> it's amazing. Well, Alex Lowe, who, who, uh, yeah, sorry, he's amazing. Oh, no, because I, I saw him very early on. He's he's do a show about. Uh, Wrestlers. Yeah, yeah. Show. Do you but, know that show that he wrote that he did that was based on Simon Garfield's book called The yeah. Wrestling. Um and he did that show in about nineteen ninety eight. Yeah. And I found that book in nineteen ninety nine and I wrote to Simon Garfield saying I'd love to make this into an Edinburgh show. Right. And he said someone's already done it. Wow. And it was and it was Alex. It was yeah. amazing. I went to see it twice. Really? And the first time I saw it, I wasn't sure if he was really a wrestler or not. Oh really? So he was so good. I yeah. kind of believed it to the extent that I thought, Convincing. even though he was doing all these, doing all these impressions of all the different wrestlers. Yeah. I thought, if he's a wrestler, he's like an amazing yeah. actor as well. Yeah, yeah. But I wasn't quite sure whether he was talking about going to America and at the end of it and doing. He was playing this sort of English wrestler. Yeah, yeah. And going to America. Where he's a brilliant was actor, Alex. Yeah. He's, he's, a, he's really, really. He was a child actor. He was in another country in the eighties oh, with um, Rupert Everett. Yeah, on, yeah. On uh, on the stage. And he was uh, Kenneth Branagh's stand-in for some time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When he needed to do the lighting, they'd get Alex in. Um, yeah, and he was in a couple of his films. And yeah, he's been working a long time. Whenever you meet him, he's like just like mangled and like you know <laughs> out of breath. And he's got uh, so many things I've got to do. And like you know, he's, he's always he's yeah. But he's really really funny, lovely. Brilliant. And how did the two of you get working together on that? It was that we just well we um, he was doing a remember Fubar? Yeah, I do. I was I was on it for a little while. Yeah, we we were. He was on that. <laughs> yeah, and. Uh, and then he called me up and he was had a three hour radio show right. internet radio show which he did not know how to fill basically and he, he rang me up and said do you want to um, talk to me for 15 minutes in character and I said alright so I just I remember I was, I was outside Debenhams in Clapham Junction and he phoned me up and I said alright alright Barry you alright mate he, oh hello Angelos and I just talked about 
coming out of prison and being in the back of a prison van. Um, and we talked for 15 minutes and I said, that was fun. I'll come and do the show with you next week. And he yeah. said, all right. And then we just started doing that. And then we ran into trouble with Foo Bar. Yeah. And then um, <laughs> did the podcast and then wrote the show. And right. then blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. So it's an interesting to cut because they're quite different characters. Oh, they're kind of different, but they're pretty similar at the same time. Both, they're yeah. both like from that end of the scale. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> yeah. they're and they're you know, he's just an eighty year old version of uh, Angelus. And we and you know, we can come up with any backstory we like, but it, it doesn't really make any difference. They're just <laughs> they're both like idiots and they both exist as idiots in the moment and yeah. you know, that is that's that's it really. We we we're trying to write a sitcom at the moment okay. and which you, is hard, yeah. man. You know, you wrote um, which one? Did, was the pub one? Wasn't yeah, it? Time yeah. yeah, Time Gentleman, please. Yeah, Time Gentleman, please. And you know, just trying to structure that and work out the differences with the characters, and you know, it's really it's hard work. It's yeah. hard work. I mean, fun but hard. Yeah, mm. it's interesting. You're working in all these different areas. And yeah, that... well, you know, you're an entrepreneur, yeah. actually, you know, you, so yeah. you've got to keep. You know, you've got to keep the plate spinning you yeah because it, it's like I, I did a I did a, I had a really 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 busy time for many many years and then as soon as I had a boy as soon as I had my son my work just sort of dried you know just for a period of time because yeah. it happens like that sometimes and when that happened I just went back to live stuff and writing and then until the acting sort of came back again but if I don't if I don't have writing and performing like as in live comedy or what have you then I, I couldn't never. I could never be an actor. Right. You know, where you just sit and wait for the phone to ring. Or yeah. Something. I just. I couldn't do that. No, it's it's, it's a hard work. <laughs> it's a really very, hard work. Especially right. if you're as bad at acting as I am. <laughs> yeah, then, yeah. Then it's the wrong it's really difficult. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, and next week's guest is uh, Katie Brand, who you. Oh work yeah, with. yeah. I did her show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My, I've done everyone's show. <laughs> so that's, yeah. What did you do on Katie Brand's show? Oh, various. Have you got that's any? Have CV. you got any dirt you can dish on Katie Brand that I can bring up and surprise her with? What no, would she like to work with? She was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. She seems Everyone's like a nice lady. Fantastic. She's lovely. She's lovely. <laughs> She's got a good religious back, background, yes. that one. Yes. Yeah. So delve into that. Do you, do you know her at all? Oh, a little bit. She was weirdly, we were watching Fist of Fun to do the, um, the commentaries for Fist of Fun. Right. And uh, we were like on about the second episode, and there's a shot of Katie Brown sitting in the audience of Fist of Fun. Oh, really? Yeah, as a teenager. Actually, she's a fan. Uh, yeah. And I said, oh, God, that's typical now. Fans yeah. are doing better than I am. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Get her on the podcast. But no, she's, yeah. I, I really like her. And she's, no, yeah, she's, she's just been doing a show about um, being a Christian, hasn't she? Yeah, yeah. Been brought up as a Christian. My, my yeah. teenage Christian life or something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. and I, wanted, I might have seen you years ago. I don't know if it's, I think it's Me. the same production. But you did the warp with Ken Campbell. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, did I, you come to see that? I came to see it, but I couldn't. I love Ken Campbell. Oh but man! I'm very bad at staying up all night, and I'm, and it, I've, I lost track of what was going on at night. Ken, well, London Bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did that. Yeah. So I was like in about. Well, the warp was like a 24-hour play, and it yeah. was a sort of mad theatre happening, and it was created by this guy called Ken Campbell. Uh, and another writer up in Liverpool in the 70s, and they used to do it at the Everyman. And his daughter, Daisy, revived it in sort of 1998, 99. And they used to do it down at London Bridge um, at this this sort of... I mean, it was literally like old 
arches that they yeah. converted into a space and it was a 24 hour or 48 hour rave down there <laughs> and we took over one part of it and we do our play for 24 hours and you'd literally have people walking in with cans of tenants and a stick <laughs> and just like lying there and watching a play and then just going off again and you know going mad and then they come back again like that so we were just like the sort of um you know we were just like a, a youth hostel, really, <laughs> essentially, with theatre going. But Ken was, um, Ken, man, is a, Ken was a genius. Yeah, Did you I ever love, meet him? I didn't. I was went, I was obsessed with him and went to see all his shows, but I was too... Oh, right. I was all his sort have of, you heard the best Ken Campbell story? Go on and tell me. I love Ken. I probably you have probably heard. have heard him, yeah, but it's worth saying. Ken used to go to... Um, Ken Campbell, he used to speak like this. You're a strange man. Um, and he had these massive eyebrows, and he used to go up to North London to sit in a church to watch a séance um, quite often with a with a medium. And um, he, this medium, it was coming towards the end of the of the of the gig, the medium gig. I don't know what you'd call it. Uh, what do you call those things? Yeah, happening. Séance, séance, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Calling up the dead. Um, and she said, well, we've got five minutes. Is there anyone in the audience who wants to speak to anyone that's passed over on the other side? And Ken put his hand up. And she said, yes. And Ken said, yes, I'd like to speak to Lord Olivier, please. And, um, <laughs> and he said, she said, hold on. <laughs> she, went in, she went into a trance like that. And she said, OK, Lord Olivier's here with us now. So if you've got any questions, fire away. And Ken said, yeah, Lord Olivier, when you were alive, you said the greatest living actor of your generation is Charlie Chaplin. Now that you're dead, who's the greatest living actor of my generation? <laughs> and she said, without batting an eyelid, the medium went, Jackie Chan. Right, and Ken, <laughs> being Ken, he just he did an advert for Citroen uh, or something, and he got paid loads of money, and so he bought himself an entire home cinema setup, and the entirety of Jackie Chan's back collection on DVD, and he watched all of them, and he started at the beginning, and he's watching them going. Lord Olivier, I'm not, I'm not sure about this. I'm not, I don't know. I don't know about this. Like this. And he says, it wasn't until I got to Police Story 2 that I thought, my God, you're onto something here. <laughs> and, then, and then Jim Broadbent rang him up and he said, he said uh, Ken, I've been asked to do Around the World in 80 Days with Jackie Chan, but I'm, I don't think I'm, I'm going to do it. Ken said, you better come over. Uh, and he convinced him to do it, based on the fact that Jackie Chan is the greatest living actor of his generation. That's quite, there you go. That's Ken in a like, nutshell. Sounds like Lord Olivia's just working his way through a Rolex <laughs> yeah, yeah, of Charlie all the actors. Jackie Chan. Yeah, I just, I just like the ones with the C-H-A at yeah. <laughs> the beginning. Oh, that's brilliant. So did you, did, was Ken, Ken was still alive then, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you, yeah. You, did you work with him on I the... I worked with him on the warp. He, brilliant. He was, he'd hold all the, he was, he was really 
hard work, man. I mean, he was like, he, he didn't give a shit if he offended anybody. Yeah. Like, he would, we would come in the middle of, he would be rehearsing a scene and he'd just wander into the middle of it and pick on someone and go, Roddy, you are the plug hole down which this production is rapidly sinking. <laughs> <laughs> just, you were just crushed. Yeah. He didn't give a fuck. Um, but yeah, he, he was... Uh, he was a genius. Yeah, no it was too much. The walk it, was man. just too much for me. I couldn't. Yeah, nothing. but his one-man shows were just they were awesome. Brilliant, yeah. yeah, and he's, he had a good show on Channel Four as well. Um, Seven experiments that changed the world, right. which you can find on YouTube. Oh, it's well. really, really good. And Nina Conti does an amazing. Yeah, an amazing Nina Conti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think, oh no, she, she hasn't been on. She's been on the Edinburgh one, but she hasn't been on this one. Oh, get her oh on. has she been on this one? No, thank you for the. <laughs> thank you, Wikipedia. How do you know? I tell you, I, sometimes I just forget, like, sometimes I'll be talking to someone and they go, oh, you should come on the show. I go, yeah, I, I know, again. I've been on. I go, yeah, I'm in again. Yeah, okay, I'm in. <laughs> For a second time. I've done a lot of these things. Yeah. People are very forgettable. Um, <laughs> Don't forget that story I just told you. <laughs> that was good. That was good. I, and I hadn't heard that one before. Oh, right. Well, there you so, go. There we go. So thank you for that. From Mike, that's from me. That's serious. Um, <laughs> Means something. Yeah. <laughs> you worked with uh, Steve, Steve Coogan on Alan Partridge. I hear he's a cunt. <laughs> no, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I did. I didn't. I worked. I worked on Mid Morning Matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I never met the man. Did you? I, not? I, I was called to a, like, a, a voiceover place, right. and they said, "These are what we, what we, what we want you to say." But then you were talking to him on the phone. But he wasn't real there. Time. He wasn't there. No. But he was. But you were talking to I him. I was real just time. literally going, reading off the thing. Blah, 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 and he yeah. didn't. And they go, brilliant, Dan. Thanks. Oh really? Okay. See ya. Uh, and the whole thing took about ten minutes. But uh, yeah, I worked with the man. Yeah. 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 And he's a he's a cunt. He's a cunt. He's a cunt. Won't even turn up to do the other end of a phone call with yeah. the other actor. I mean, that's I've, what I've, I've, I've heard stories about. Him, <laughs> as I'm sure you have. I love him. I love him. Has he been on this? He's been on this. Yeah. Has he? Yeah. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Good. He's good. good. He's a good. He's you know he's maturing. He's maturing. Yeah. Yeah. He's becoming a really handy little performer. Yeah. <laughs> he's doing all right. Yeah. Doing all right for himself. The guy's got promise. I created that Alan Partridge character, by the way. But oh, that's I heard that's that. by the yeah. I created it. Don't get any on the day to no no the day day to day on the hour on the hour Wikipedia. <laughs> oh, the cool kids call it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll ask a couple more emergency questions and then I think we might be uh, ready You're to go done. and uh, yeah. flog David Badil's computer down at the market. The market. <laughs> oh, have you ever seen a ghost? I haven't asked this for ages. Have oh. you ever seen a ghost? No. It's always good. It's no. always, always no. gets a good answer. No. Always gets <laughs> no. a nice, nice amazing I've never seen answer. a ghost. Okay. All right. I've never, I don't, I, no. Have I'll you ask. seen a no. ghost? they don't exist. <laughs> they don't um, exist, do they? They don't exist. <laughs> they don't exist. <laughs> they don't exist. <laughs> This would be crazy if they imagine if they existed. I mean, why they never see them in hospitals, and that's where you would normally find. That's where you. <laughs> that's they're always in old houses and pubs and stuff. Yeah. You don't see them knocking around hospitals, no. and that's where you would see most ghosts. Yeah. That's why I don't believe in any of it. Um, are you a racist? Seventy-five <laughs> percent no. Okay. Yes. No, I'm not a racist. No, no, I'm. I um, no, I, I don't. I'm, I know I'm sort of looks like I'm thinking about the answer, but I'm not a racist, and I'd like that clear yeah. and stated for the record now. Okay. Um, all right. That's sort of a yes no I answer. That, I could have caught really... you out with her, couldn't I? If you went yes, I'm. Yeah, no, I'm not a racist. And then that is podcast no, gold. Right. Yeah, exactly. 
I'd ask you to cut that out, though. <laughs> if I had have said yes. Yeah. God, can you cut that? And cut I'd go, out, no, please. I can't cut it out. Racist. No. Okay. Um, in fact, what I'm going to do is just re-edit it so you say yes. Yes, <laughs> yes. I'm racist. Yes, I'm racist. That question. But I don't even need to re-edit it now. I'll just cut, well, I'll just cut out the bit between yeah. you saying no to the bit where you just said, yes, yes I am a racist. racist. <laughs> and you've just done it again. But unfortunately, I've just done it. Yeah, so we've both done we it. Can, I've, I've done it. I think you can re-edit it. <laughs> we both can say, are you a racist? Yes, I yes, am a racist. Yes, I am a racist. Yes, I am. I'm a racist. Nice question. Good, nice question. You. Hey, no, yeah. but when I catch, they're all good questions. When I catch so. someone with that, that's going to be gold. <laughs> it's going to be the golden moment. What do you think? They're just going to sit there and go, yes, I thought, oh, no, no, I'm not, no. I lull them into a false sense of security with the centipede one, and then yeah, bang. That's it. Yes, very much so. Yeah, I was bang. perfectly lulled into a false sense of security <laughs> with that one. Yeah. Uh, have you ever tried sushi? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yes. I've tried sushi. I've eaten lots of sushi. I've not just tried it. I've like I've gone to town. You've tried it and gone back. I've gone back for more and more and more. I love sushi. What's your favourite method of delivery for sushi? Deliveroo. That's good as well. I like it when it comes on. No, I like the belt. I like the belt. Yeah, but like you know, I like the belt. I get overwhelmed when I go in there. I see the belt full. Like if you go, like there's one place I go to in Piccadilly called Kula Kula. Oh, you're an expert. Have you not? If you if you oh. like sushi, yeah, yeah, you should go there. I'm gonna. And there's a belt. And if you go there, the sweet spot is about one o'clock. Yeah. And it's got everything on the belt, yeah. and you just look. You look at it and go, oh my god, I feel like the kid in a sushi bar. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and I'm an adult though. Um, and I'm not a racist because like I go sushi. to sushi bars, so I'm not racist. <laughs> If I was, I wouldn't go there. So that's proof. <laughs> I also like Caribbean food <laughs> and curry. Um, but, I, <laughs> but I go to, yeah, I go to that one. And when it's a full belt, yeah. ooh, but you can do some real damage in a sushi bar. You can. Like financially. Yeah, you don't know what don't, you're eating. You don't know and you eat it. All then. that foreign market. <laughs> <laughs> I went, there was one in uh, Melbourne called Sushi Train. I can't remember what the sushi was like, but it came on a train. train. Yeah, that's fucking cool. brilliant. Did you, so I recommend have you been to Melbourne? I have been to Melbourne, that's why I went to Sushi Train. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> it would be amazing just, if I hadn't I, been no, to Melbourne. You, I thought you may have heard it as some myth. No, like, I've been there. Oh, yeah, been Sushi there. Train. What do you mean? It just drives into the middle of the room. <laughs> it like just that. comes in. It's, it's just like a normal sushi thing, but it's on a train rather than on a conveyor belt. That's a novelty sushi bar. I'm not sure what the sushi was like. Right. You're not, you're not, you don't like... Well, I think it was one of the first, one of the first times I had... That's when I probably oh, tried sushi. Right, okay. Well, that would have been a good place to try it, yeah. because it's like fresh out the... Uh, whatever the fucking ocean is there. <laughs> <laughs> racist against Australians. I knew yeah. it, it's all right to be racist against yeah, Australians. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, coming over here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not racist, sorry. <laughs> Next question. Okay, I'll do one more. I'll do one. This is going to be a good one. I'm going to go early in the book, because... Someone will get some of the classics. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, would you rather date a man who is a, yeah, see, I need to be popular. Who is a six foot tall penis? Six foot tall? Yeah, six foot tall penis. Well, like that. Yeah, way. just six foot like you, but six a penis. foot long. Yeah, six foot long. Just he's, but all he is is a penis. Oh. Or a man who, instead of having a penis, has a tiny man where his penis should be. Has a tiny mouth. Man. 
There's a little man. This is, he must have been asked this question before. Would you rather date a man who is a six foot tall penis, penis literally know. a penis, no balls, just walking around on his, slithering around on whatever's on like a snail. Yeah, good. But yeah. like his yeah, six I'd foot stick penis. him on roller skates, he's but got, okay. He's got, well, he's wearing a, some false arms, but mm -hmm. otherwise he's just he's a, a penis. He's a penis. Yeah. Or a man who instead of having a penis, you get home, you get him, take out his penis and it's not a penis, it's a tiny man. Hello. Tiny man. Man, hello. <laughs> hello. He go, you take out his penis and it's not a penis, it's a man. It's he goes, hello. Well, it's it's a different I don't know which one of those two I'd be more attracted to. <laughs> yeah. um, but just on a base sexual level. Well, just basically <laughs> on a sexual yeah, level. Yeah. Or would it be the penis? I'd, <laughs> I'd have thought. Because the other one's a novelty, yeah. isn't it? Like, well, there's two a, people, the other one, though. It's an immediate yeah. threesome. It's, well, but what would you do with the man well, coming out of the man? I'd probably put him up your Twix hole. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> He'd have to be into it, though. I mean, yes. You know, yeah. I'm not asking you to rape the six Terrible the tiny if he wasn't penis into it. Yeah. Um, I, I think, yeah, probably a big penis I'd go out with. Yeah. Um, I would, I'd probably have to put him on a skateboard. Yeah. Uh, just to sort of, because he won't have legs, really. That's he? very offensive to the, theme, the six foot penis people. Yeah, I know it is, but yeah. what can I do? You know? I've got to get him around. So you're not moving fast enough, slivering around like a snail. And then I'd have to pull him up steps. You know, like that. Drag him up. Like that. And then, and then go back, leave him at the top on the floor, like that. And then go back downstairs and get the skateboard. <laughs> and put that, and then put him upright. Put him back on there. And then push him to whistles. Buy him something nice. <laughs> You have thought of that That's question. how you date you a penis. That, That's how that you room. date a penis. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you date. I don't imagine. Oh, I heard you. I heard you the other day on um, 28 Acts in 28 Minutes on the radio. Do you remember doing Bloody that? Hell, yeah. I was quite impressed that you. Uh, that was the Dutch Elm guys. Yeah. You managed to do a sketch in one, one minute. minute. What did we do? Um, I all remember at the end. You sort of said John Humphreys was coming up. Oh, it was. Um, oh, it was. Oh, damn it. Uh, oh, edit yeah. this bit out. I think edit this out. Edit, edit oh. out the thinking. It was quite an. Oh, I know what it was. It was. Uh, I have a dream. It was that sketch about Martin Luther saying, "I have a dream." And people going, "Is it a little dwarf coming in and running around, licking <laughs> your trousers? Are you sitting in an exam?" It was that. It says Do you remember a great that sketch? One? No, I don't remember it. No. And then at no. the end, I have a dream that the bloke from the Today programme is going to interrupt me which he did John Humphreys then came in it was a very cleverly constructed well yeah that was one minute very much yeah that was that's what we were famous for <laughs> yeah I didn't write them I just, just, I just thought on have another one well there's another one Let's, we can do 500 oh really, really if this people is, have got available they want to, to buy stay. this book it's available to buy has it been reviewed it hasn't but yeah. uh, well only by the many people who've bought it who love it yeah <laughs> Do they Everyone do loves stars it. on Amazon? And, and um, well, because we it's only for sale at gofasterstrike.com. Oh, is or, it? From, or from the back of this gig. Well, why not? I might give you a free one. Oh. Has your sibling ever seen a ghost? Uh, no. Do you, do you have a sibling? I have two siblings. Oh, yeah. Yeah, neither sure of them, neither neither of them have seen ghosts. Have they ever secretly seen a ghost and not told you about it? Yeah, that? I think both <laughs> of them have, yeah. <laughs> Because I've I, noticed by their behaviour, yeah. when we talk about ghosts and they go, I oh, know I don't believe in them. I think, I think they'd be part of telling you because you're so vehemently thinking about ghosts against ghosts. Yeah. yeah, I'm against them. Yeah. <laughs> the if there's one thing I am racist towards, <laughs> it's ghosts. 
Because they're and too foreign ghosts. They're too white. <laughs> that is the sweet spot. Uh, what would it take for you to fillet the actor Keith Allen? Question four. What would it what? What would it take for you to fillet the actor Keith Allen? What would you need? What would it take? Fillet, yeah, to fillet him. Well, like money. What would you have? <laughs> it seemed just that you went straight for money. You could have anything you wanted, but you're thinking about the price. DVD of Charles Bronson, Death Wish 1. That's all it would take. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly. Good to know. Very, I haven't got a DVD player either, actually, so I have to, <laughs> that would be pointless. Um, just a, like just, just one month, one, one free year subscription to Netflix. That's nice. And, I, and I would do it. Okay, yeah. I'll if, get in touch with them. That's yeah. the most reasonable... Um... I think it's worth, you know, if you're going to do these things, it's worth, you know, getting something good out of it, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And I think a year's free subscription to... Probably Netflix and Amazon, I Amazon think, would Prime. be... Yeah, Amazon Prime, yeah. Yeah, well, Amazon Prime, you get so much more with Amazon Prime. You do, you I mean, get it's expensive, everything. though. It's £79. I think it's gone up, hasn't it? Is it? Well, it seems well, a I, lot. Well, that's all the you more get, reason for me to suck him off. Um, so I think Keith Allen's going to be sitting yeah, there going, you know, so that's this is why I this want is totting that. up a bit. Yeah, it was yeah. all right when it was get a Keith DVD. Allen on the on the phone, will you? All right, those well, bills aren't going to pay themselves. One more, I reckon, and then I reckon, then I reckon we're done. Okay, it's going to be after a good one, isn't it? Yeah. What is the most unusual thing you've ever used as a toilet paper substitute? <laughs> it's not a good one. It wasn't a good enough one. Gonna have to come back in. I found a good one the other day. Yeah, because I can't. I can't. I can answer that yeah. question. I, know. I mean, unusual is a, is a, is a word that's up for grabs, isn't it? I mean, because what may be unusual to you may not be to me. Yeah, toilet paper might be unusual <laughs> to me. Exactly. <laughs> I've never used that stuff in my life. So excuse my hand. You know, this is the one. This is it. Two hundred and fifty. It's exactly halfway through the book. Except okay. more than five hundred. If you could have all your teeth replaced by psychic orbs <laughs> that could tell you all future events by telepathy, but would scream at a high-pitched volume every time you opened your mouth, <laughs> would you go ahead with the teeth replacement operation? <laughs> if there's any questions you need to ask about that, I mean, it's fairly plain, but if you want to know yeah, any more... Like, ask, ask me that question so, again. So, if you could have all your teeth replaced by psychic orbs... <laughs> Needs to be all what, of your teeth. What's psychic orb? Well, a psychic like a, orb like is like a. Thing that... I think it'd be a, a spherical, roughly tooth-shaped size that thing. goes in your mouth. But I mean, bigger than your teeth, it would be uncomfortable. They'd be and so like one and, and a half that. times the size of your teeth. And, and, the... and they'd all like they they would they would they could tell the future. Yeah, they're things. all spit spheres, and they could tell <laughs> the future. <laughs> all of these by tell the future. but only all together. Oh yeah, right, okay. Yeah, so, so you can't just have one put in. They work as a unit. <laughs> right, okay. It's all your teeth replaced with yeah. the psychic orbs that work together. But when if you open your mouth, it'll be ah. If your mouth's closed, they're just going. Mm, but what's going to happen? You know what's going to happen in the news today? The benefit of having psychic teeth would yeah. be that I would be able to like predict the future. Yeah. But I wouldn't be able to open my mouth. <laughs> well, you go open your mouth, but... Ah! So I couldn't actually tell anyone what... what no, but you could write it I have it all this stuff up you here. You could write it down. You could write it down. Text it. Tweet it. That's the toughest question I've ever been asked. <laughs> <Your mouth's> <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, how much do you like your teeth at the moment? And how much you, do you Could you have dislike? it for a while and then go back on it? No. Or do you have to just, like, no, commit it's, to it fully? It's... it's uh, I I, it says NB, the orbs would be useless for chewing and make your breath smell of sulphur, but you would win the lottery every week. <laughs> I think I'd do it. Yeah, yeah good. I think I'd well, go. Well, got... I think I would go. No, I think I'd do that. Yeah, I think it'd be good. Yeah. It'd be worth that mild inconvenience. 
I suppose so. I mean, I, I, you I, could pay. You'd have so much to money. To be honest with you, yeah. I don't know. No. I, if someone came to me with that quandary, I, I don't know how I'd answer. If you could find someone who's already had it done, they could yeah. tell you if you're going to do it. I reckon if you went on the internet, you'd find someone that reckons they've had <laughs> yeah. that done. So maybe okay. I'll put a shout out. Okay, cool. That's question 250, if you're following at home. So uh, thank you very much. Thank you. I hope you've enjoyed it. I've been it's been all right, time. hasn't it? Yeah, it's been lovely. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please give a massive applause for Brothers for Dan Skinner! <laughs> yeah, I've been listening to Richard S. Leicester Square Theatre Podcast with me, Richard Terry, and my guest, Dan Renton Skinner. Yeah, the music's by Pest. I always forget what comes up there in that bit. Thanks to everyone at Go Fast Strive. Thank you to everyone at the Elizabeth Theatre. Thank you to everyone at the British Comedy Guy. You're all lovely, lovely people. You know who you are. You don't need to be name-checked. My producer is Ash Caffrey, who insists on being name-checked. And it is a fuzz. GoFastTheStrive.com and Sky Potato Production. Check out richtang.com slash gigs. All the tour dates will be up there eventually. richtang.com slash gigs. Uh, for the show. Oh, frig, I'm 50, because I am 50 as you're listening to this. I'm not 50 as I'm saying it, though, so that's weird. Uh, also, do remember, you can go to gofasterstripe.com and buy all sorts of things, DVDs, books. Uh, you can get the emergency questions book there and some exclusive postcards and badges designed by Leon Edler, which are nice too, and the money from those will go to making more podcasts, as will the money from the books. Anyway, thanks for listening. Go away now. Go away. Thank you.